Well, hello, 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 madcaps, and welcome back. Mm, that was some tasty ganja to the miscellaneous debris podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. Yes, thank you for joining. Much appreciated. Hope you've all been well. That's right, since we last spoke, I know, got that double pod out last week, little late in the week, little late in the week. But we hit you with today, today, Tuesday, Tuesday, because it's February 22nd of 2022 on a Tuesday. That's right, isn't it? It's full of twos, in other words. So it's Tuesday. I hope you've all been well, as I said. Thank you for joining. Been pretty good here at the Madhouse MK, readying ourselves for this uh, you know, Arctic blast about to hit us. You see on the weather maps, there's like a two storms hitting us. There's a, a very wintry one up here, another one down here. It's going to bring lots of craziness. Lots of crazy weather. It's already begun here. I mean, at, earlier today, shit you not, here in the Mile High City, it was 50 fucking degrees or something like that, thereabouts. 50 something. And now it's like 10. And there's a little bit of snow coming down. It's cold. It's not fair. <sighs> this lovely wintry weather. It's a good time to hibernate. You know, bears have the right idea. And normally I don't mind the, the, the cold and shit, you know, but sometimes it's like, you know, once you get towards the end of the winter, it's like a drag. It's like, I've had enough of this shit, you know? When you're talking about freezing temperatures, come on, man. But you know me, summer will hit, or maybe you don't know me, but <laughs> if you followed the pod long enough, you know I'll bitch just as much during the summer and say it's too fucking hot. <laughs> Bring on the winter. Really, fall is my favorite. I just like the fall. Just get, can we have like a fall like all the time? That'd be so wonderful. <sighs> One can dream, a boy can dream, a chatter, a chatter can dream. That's right. But yeah, hibernate. Maybe a little, playing a little hooky at work, you know? Might not be a bad idea. Only problem is sometimes you do that and it's these kinds of shitty weather days, you're going to have multiple people calling in. So then you'll just be one of the assholes that didn't show up for work. Got to save it for when nobody else is going to be there. So you won't be missed. You know, <laughs> speaking of work, uh, I had an e email that I received yesterday from my work notifying me of something that's real kicking the ass. Now, I want to start out by saying madcaps. And again, if you've been following for a while, you know where I stand on all this. But to reiterate, you know, for newer listeners and just because. I don't mind what I do for a living. Like eventually, I'd like to better myself, my career. I'd like to do something I enjoy more for a living. I'd like to do something more creative, whether it's the podcasting and stand-up or my writing, something, as opposed to what I'm doing now. But what I'm doing now, working in the marijuana industry, much better than the 20 plus years I spent on the restaurant industry. However, <clears throat> lately, 
oh, I have been seeing signs of the similarities between the two industries, at least how they're ran, because it does seem like a, a lot of restaurant people have hopped over to the marijuana industry, which makes sense. I'm one of them. But, uh, uh, you know, it, it's just one of those things where I don't mind it. I don't hate my job as I've hated some restaurant jobs. I don't hate it. And with the new position I was in at work, I was really, you know, getting to be okay and comfortable and in a routine where I might be able to start, you know, really working on some of my other endeavors, you know. And then the email today. I must tell you, Madcaps. Aside from the uh, wonderful tasting blue dream marijuana, I must tell you, this is why I fucking hate people in power. Because this email said, Madcaps, that they were changing our schedule on, on us, on everybody. See, I work in the trim department of this particular facility. And I would just say it, except for I got to keep working there for a little bit longer. Not that I think anybody listening would go be like, hey, one of your employees is talking shit on his podcast. Probably nothing would come from it. And knowing the way you get a hold of that place, good fucking luck. You know, if you do want to say, I mean, good fucking luck. By the time that you even talk to somebody, I'll probably already have quit. <laughs> So I get this fucking email. I'm sorry. I know I'm taking a very long path to get there. But this email said that they would change schedules. And what this entails is, well, for the trim crew, it entails a lot. Because the trim crew is divided into two groups, okay? And not divided like our country. It's a split into two groups. One working for 10 hour days, Sunday through Wednesday, the other working for 10 hour days, Wednesday through Saturday. That is the particular crew I am on. The Wednesday through Saturday crew. Now, as you might expect, the wife has to work too. We've got a routine, a system, how things are done. And now they are telling us all people so this means the trim departments, no longer will either group be working four days. No, now everybody's working Monday through Friday, eight hour shifts, and it starts next week. You see, I have a problem with that. That's done, that decision with the assumption that everybody is just gonna be on board and say, okay, Let's do Monday through Friday. That doesn't fuck up my routine at all. That doesn't fuck up my spouse, my significant other, partner, whoever you may be living with. That doesn't fuck up their schedule at all. Sure, they can change it in the snap of a finger so that it's ready to go for next week with my brand new schedule. You see what I'm saying, Matt Caps? The audacity to fathom that this was possible. Fair. It's beyond me. It baffles my fucking mind. It shouldn't. Because this isn't coming from upper management necessarily. 
this is one of those decisions that I would say is a owner's call. And owners tend to be rich. So you got rich, power, powerful, yeah. I'm not fond of that combination. <laughs> I tend to think uh, not so much about the employees and more about the bottom dollar, right? Right? And so successful businesses work. But here's the thing. If you don't have happy employees, worthwhile employees, uh, it, you know, your business ain't going to be shit anyway. So I feel like this could end up hurting them. It wouldn't entirely surprise me if we get an email either delaying the change or outright changing their minds. Probably not. But uh, would I be surprised if I see some about delaying? Because I feel like enough people, I can't be the only one. I'm sure there's probably some people who are like, yeah, I'll do five. You know, eight hour days, have the whole weekend off. I'm okay with that. There might be some people okay with that. But there's probably a lot of people who already got their routine. Got the way they do shit. Working four days, having three days off. Mm. So it's a big deal. It's a big deal. And I guarantee I'm not the only employee this change is fucking with. So I got to get a new job. <laughs> need to get, I need to get on Patreon so I can try and make some money on this shit. Maybe my five to nine listeners. We'll put, we'll put it five to nine. We'll, you know, maybe give me a few bucks each month. It'd be a little something, a little something, you know. <laughs> Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Fuck those in power. You know, just most people in power don't know how to wield it. They just don't. I just do that. Those in power. Speaking of those in power, others in power. Notice, you know, pretty much every state's rolling back the, uh, you know, mask mandates, the vaccine mandates, all that kind of shit. Um, which is a little scary for me, as I've mentioned before, high-risk family members, one of the kids, the wife. So obviously I have to play it a little more safe, right? That's another reason I didn't mind my, you know, my particular job. Even after the mask mandate here was lifted, I'd say half the people still wearing masks and I kind of not around to anybody. And it's a big facility, almost like a kind of like a factory. So, you know, great ventilation, things like that. But, it, you know, it's a little scary. Especially you hear news of this variant of Omicron, BA2 or something, I think. But it's potentially more dangerous and it's kind of hit other countries pretty bad but it's not not so much here but it, scientists doctors they've got a keen eye on it um, because they do feel like it could be potentially more dangerous a little more uh i was gonna say spreadable that's you know what i mean but that's not the right word 
I always have the right word for that. Why can't I think of it right now? Still can't. Moving on. <clears throat> so, it, and it could possibly cause greater sickness. So the, the, there's there's an eye on it, but you know this is how it's been going. Like we start to get to a comfortable spot, and enough people start to complain. And 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 hey, in fairness, there's a lot of people who have done you know their thing. I got the vaccine, the booster you know, been wearing masks, bit quarantine, they've done their part. And it just gets to a time where it's like, we kind of got to get to normal. Um, and in a way, I understand that sentiment. And, you know, there's going to be less people like me, you know, who do have loved ones that they need to be more careful with, you know. So I'm still masking up for now. And, uh, you know, I encourage you to do whatever you feel like if you, you know, are good and you're good with, you know, your situation, by all means. But as I talked about in the double pod last week, you, you know, any unvaccinated, you're just adding, adding to the problem. And I'll talk a little bit more about it later on in, in this podcast but it it's not all about your fucking it's not this big political thing people need to pay attention <sighs> but it's it's really too late isn't it it's too late so we just got to figure out how to deal with it and you know hope we don't run into some crazy other variant but again, I'm going to keep playing it safe for now. I'm going to keep playing it safe. And not just because of this variant out there, but, you know, even my youngest one, you know, he's not old enough for the vaccine yet. So we still got a few months before he turns five and get the vaccine. So, you know, a couple of high-risk family members, another one that's not vaxxed or anything. So we got to continue to be a little careful. Got to continue to be a little careful. So very careful, very vigilant. And then uh, we'll feel a little better when we get the little guy masked, or masked, vaxxed. Get him vaxxed, feel a little better. But uh, it feels like something that, hey, you know, the end is never in sight. That's how it feels sometimes. The fucking COVID-19. <sighs> but I will remain vigilant. And by the way, by the way, um, the righties, the Trumpies, the Trumpers, their uh, blessed ivermectin failed another clinical trial for COVID-19. So anybody who thought this would be a real, real something helpful, yeah, and it works so well. Anybody think that, eh, you're full of shit. Where's your information? And maybe it's somehow, you know, helped a few individuals out there. There are outliers. I know enough from analytics with just in football, doing fantasy football shit. Doesn't matter how high the probability is, there's still going to be outliers, right? I feel like that was somewhere in statistics. I fucking hated statistics. If you have statistics, and I'm pretty good at math. 
but I fucking hated statistics. Oh, it felt like the worst, most worthless piece of shit class ever. And I know, I know, I get it. It's a good class to have under your belt. It is, but I fucking hated that class. That was one worst. Oh, good God, I hated that guy. I, I got to stop talking about it. Fucking statistics. Blah. Blah. <sighs> anyway, in lighter news, not to complain so much about the COVID. I know everybody's sick of the COVID shit. I'm starting to get a little bit sick of NBA All-Star Weekend, to be honest. That was on, you, you know, every year I get a little bit excited for it, right? Hey, here we are again. NBA All-Star Weekend, the three-point shootout. That's my shit right there. And then the dunk contest. And, you know, recent years, everybody's like, oh, dunk contest going kind of down the drain. Then we had the big year with Zach Levine. And I'm sorry, if you don't give a shit about basketball, just fast forward like three, four minutes. <laughs> but you had that Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Can't remember what year it was, but they had an amazing, dunk contest they, they finished it off it was great but it just seems it's it's very blah you know it's getting to be very blah the all-star game in itself is ridiculous dudes just running by each other like i know defense being played is a joke but i mean they really is so bad oh man Although I got to get, there was a few guys out there. Devin Booker was playing some D, if I remember. John Morant. There's a few guys out there playing D, but it, it's just NBA All Star weekend isn't what it used to be. I used to love that shit. And, you know, this week, this past weekend wasn't all bad, but it's just not like the All Star weekends of old, you know. And I know I sound like the old, the old guy. Get off my lawn with your new NBA All-Star Weekend. I don't like this. I don't like this new NBA. And really, it's just because a big thing is the dunk contest. And I had a weird, I didn't even watch the dunk contest this year. This is what happened. And I know you're probably like, how are you going to be sitting here bitching about something you didn't even watch? Well, I got to check out highlights and shit like that. But it, 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 this is how it happened. Had a very long Saturday at work. We stopped after work. Well, I stopped at the store. The wife met me there. Got a few groceries and things uh, with the kids. Came home. Had some dinner. And I decided, because we had kind of already missed part of the All-Star Weekend. Hey, I'm just going to record the... Uh, the replay, right? And I'll watch it later myself. Cause we're all, we just all got home. Everybody's just trying to eat and relax. I'm not good. I'm the only one that cares about the all-star weekend. So put it on the back burner, chill with the fam, watch something they all like, and we'll check the all-star Saturday night later, right? So I go to do that Saturday night. And what do I find when I start the recording? It's playing some other shit, not NBA All-Star Saturday night. Why? 
because the original NBA All-Star Saturday night ran late. So then they played their program. So then the replay of NBA All-Star Saturday night, that started late. You see where I'm going with this? So then I do get to watch the skills challenge, which I didn't. I skipped right through that. I'm never really giving a shit about that. Then my personal favorite, three-point shootout. Get to watch that. But then I don't get to watch the dunk contest, and I'm bummed out. But I had avoided, you know, certain social media thing, Bleacher Report. That's where I go for my sports. I ignored that shit so that I didn't see any spoilers till I watched it, right? And so I'm like, all right, I missed the dunk contest. I'm going to go see some highlights, see what people are saying. And holy shit, getting dogged on. Worst dunk contest ever, question mark, question mark, question mark, question. People were just, whoo, not happy with this one. Who the hell was it that was? I, I don't even remember dude's name. I can't, you know, I enjoy me some basketball. But there's some guys I'm not even... Is it Obi Topin? Obi Toppin? I don't even know how to say the dude's name. Apologies, Mr. Toppin. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know enough about you. All I know is that in that entire dunk contest, was it for the first time ever or for the first time in a years? No one scored a fifty, which means all five judges gave him ten. No one. In this contest, that is unheard of. What a terrible dunk contest. The one highlight of All-Star Saturday Night, All-Star Weekend in general, though, was uh, one of the big men winning the three-point contest. This isn't something you see a lot. The big guys, the centers in the three-point contest, but Carl Anthony Towns, also known as Cat, from the Minnesota Timberwolves, yes, he was in the three-point contest, and he took home the glory. And you'll remember Towns, he lost his mom to COVID. It was very, a heart-wrenching thing. And uh, being someone that, you know, my years living in Iowa, I, as I mentioned, I, I latched on to the Minnesota sports team, so I got some love for Cat. And uh, felt tremendous pain for him when he was going through his adversity during 2020 and beyond. And so it's cool to see him get this moment. It's not often you see the big dudes in, in the three-point shootout, let alone win the motherfucker. I mean, congrats to Cat. Good shit. Glad he won it. And uh, yeah, again, not the event overall it used to be, but it, 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 it is what it is, right? At least we got a couple of good moments. My, mine is definitely... Cat went in the three-point shootout. But that, that's enough of the basketball and the worst dunk contest potentially in the history of the <laughs> And other sporting news, the Olympics wrapping up in China. And it's just, I think back in, I didn't, I didn't see much. I saw a couple of things like when my mom was here you know, she had it on and, you know, I just said, I'm just not interested. She said, I understand, but I'm still supporting the Olympians. And I'm like, I get it. 
they don't know you're supporting it. <laughs> they really don't. I mean, I get it. I, I do get it, but they don't know. And uh, they'd probably get it because the shitty place, China, you know? Some real fucking freedom issues in China. I mean, it's, it, I just find it funny. You know, and I'd, li I'd like to hear, here's what I find funny before I get on it so I don't make it sound like any of this shit is actually funny. But I find it interesting that so many people in the US and we're seeing it in Canada, obviously, we've seen it other places in the world, but people bitching about freedom. Largely pertaining to mask mandates, vaccine mandates. Meanwhile, there are people in China in camps. The bad kind of camps, not the good kind, not like summer camp. These are the bad camps, internment camps. The people are truly silenced in China. But we've got Canadian truckers out there and really, aren't really that many Canadian truckers because I think like 90% of truckers vaccinated and good to go. So it was something like that. That's one I probably should have sourced, but <laughs> but these Canadian quote unquote truckers who are protesting in Canada, uh, they yell freedom at their, you know, pit stop barbecues while, while keeping working parents awake all night with their celebrations and honking, which, which they deem peaceful protesting yet in china people are truly silenced and righties they scream cancel culture you know when a fucking joe rogan podcast disappears over some shit and even though joe really isn't canceled because he's 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 heard by millions and he's quite rich but in china People are truly canceled. People truly are silenced. And they don't have those freedoms. And some people want to act like these little things, like, oh, those are the stepping stones to taking away everything else. We'll get into some of that later, too. Just that I understand some mistrust, but to a point, to a point. But it's much different in a place like China where they censor the internet, where female tennis stars have to retract statements of sexual abuse. China, a place where people are silenced, kept blind, and face genocide, if you're a Uyghur, that is. Not that far off from Russia, makes sense why they're buddies, right? So let's take a quick break and then we're gonna come back and get into uh, what Putin's been up to, right? Cause uh, I think we're feeling some war vibes, right? That's, that's the sentiment we're getting. So break time and then we'll get into that shit.
man caps caps of man <laughs> we're back we're back on to segment two we're going to discuss a little putin some russia a little putin tang that, that, that we should start calling him putin tang no you know what he didn't deserve that he didn't deserve the putin tang type nickname no he doesn't deserve that no not at all so you have russia as we know, throwing out those war vibes. And war does appear imminent now. Monday, Putin, Putin Tang. No, no, sorry. Disrespectful Putin Tang. Putin, he went on a bit of a rant during his speech, had a speech, more of a rant, I would say, than speech, as I was trying, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> But he went on this tirade about Ukraine's history pertaining to Russia that, uh, um, or their lack thereof, how unfairly Russia has been treated by the West. And to be fair, I mean, little bits of truth. I mean, the U.S., I mean, let's admit it. Our government, we've been bullies, you know. We've done some shady shit. Yes, our government has done some shady shit. You can be all gung-ho America and still recognize the mistakes we've made. I mean, it goes back to slavery. But if you want to talk about internationally, we've made plenty of mistakes and done shady shit. We've stuck our noses where we probably shouldn't have. And yes, the, the West in general have been very wary of Russia since the Cold War. Fearful, and with good reason. If people are <laughs> mistrustful of Putin, that's on him. But, but he, he, he glorifies, glorifies, he glorifies, glorifies, glorifies the, you know, old Russia pre-Cold War, before predecessors, before those before him, gave away land. I mean, it's just, I'm gonna attach a really good article that kind of explains some stuff. There's really great stuff out there as far as like what Putin's aim is. Because he, you know, as fucked up as the American government has been, We've also had a lot of times of being on the side of good, both world wars, for example. And you got to think about it also from the perspective, you know, you can't just look at it as the West intervening. Like there are nations, smaller nations that have gained independence and we should be familiar with that. At one point in time, we were under the rule of the British. We won our independence. So Americans should very much understand a independent, an independent country wanting to keep their independence. And there are a couple areas in Ukraine where there are pro-Russian separatists. And these are two places that Putin, during his speech, basically um, deemed independent from Ukraine, even though they're part of Ukraine. 
And the Ukrainian president came out and said, hey, we're not giving up shit. So this is going to come to a head. But Ukraine, there's, there's countries like that, like, hey, we want our independence. We want to keep it. Are we not thinking about them? Again, we should understand that. Now, we were by no means a small country, but we still had to win our independence. And it's just crazy, like, that people aren't more aware of, like, the Russian information, misinformation, where, how big of a force that's been in dividing the United States. And we talked a little bit about it last week on the double tap pod. Yeah. We, whether it's the, you know, the BLM protests, Kaepernick kneeling, elections, COVID, so much information, misinformation out there you, you, you catch the Russian bots on Twitter like a lot of shit out there they're messing with us a lot and they've manipulated a lot of people because it's amazing how some will excuse Russia and Putin because they're Trump allies you know and Trump and Putin are buddies and by the way this is in large part you know you forget a lot of the shit that Trump did withdrawing from shit like NATO. Like, Trump did his part to put all of this in place. If you really want to look at things closely, people can point to this and that and this and that. Like, <sighs> I mean, I, I feel like so far, like, uh, you know, the West is doing what they can with this. It's, it's a tricky situation. But you just can't have, I mean, can't just let Russia fucking do what the fuck ever they want, especially to a nation. Again, it has gained their independence. It's, it's important. But still, there's some, even on fucking mainstream media, Fox News, there was a panel. I saw this clip. And there's these different Republicans talking about the crisis. And it's like, you know, there was even pieces of Tucker Carlson. You can see that Tucker Carlson, you can see clips of him like, why should we consider Russia the aggressor? And blah, 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 blah. But this panel on Fox News doing the same shit. Are we sure it's Russia? Maybe it's Ukraine. And Biden and blah 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 and blah, blah, blah. and then fucking one Republican lady finds like she steps in and she's like, hey, no, this is bullshit. Like Putin's an asshole. This is fucked up. People should care about this, and no, should not be on Russia's side. Essentially, that what she's. <laughs> but it's like, thank you. Thank you to some Republicans out there who are, you know, I mean, you're seeing this within the Republican Party. There's a divide now in the Republican Party. There's some people trying to get away from Trump and all his nonsense. And there's others that are um, shoving their face so far up his ass by what they say. <laughs> they really do. I, they, 
it's quite amazing. And see, for me, it's tough because I do understand actually a mistrust of government. I, I find it very understandable in my opinion. As I said, I, yes, our government's done some shady shit. I agree. I'm not big on the government. But th there's layers to that. There's lots of aspects I don't trust. But there's certain aspects I do. And again, two parties. I'm telling you, this is one of the biggest issues in our fucking country. And not only does it make it so easy to manipulate, but that you get just the extremes on both sides. And that just, either side, it can cause unrest. Just But then there comes the point where, like with the pandemic, where Trump really started it because he was questioning shit as the president of the country. And then, you know, ignoring legal experts and shit. And then it's made a political battle with the COVID stuff. And you've got this cross of science and politics. And, and you know, there's going to be people who refuse the vax because, uh, you know, just because the government said they need to take it, you, you know, they, again, I can understand mistrust of government. I can understand not wanting to do something that they say you have to do. But again, there comes a point. Fight, you know, fight through the bullshit and find the truth. I spoke about the truth about COVID and how it is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Go back and listen to those episodes. Talk about it. You can look this shit up. There's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of bullshit that comes from the mouths or the fingers, keyboards of people who have no degree in virology or anything like that. Don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They just find shit online, cherry pick to, you know, suit their agenda and go with that. I'm all for questioning things. I'm drawing the line at the fucking pandemic. And I'm focusing solely on what the scientific and medical communities are saying about all of this. That's what I'm going to listen to. But it was turned political. And that's a large reason why we are where we are with this shit. I find it absolutely hilarious that Kyle Rittenhouse, who was given his freedom, we can say that, he is out here with this big push against mainstream media, and he is on Fox News saying we need to hold the media accountable. <laughs> oh, shit. He's upset some people are calling him a murderer. Mm. Snowflake? Snowflake. This really goes back to the educational system, though. I'm telling you. There's a lack of educated people. The uneducated, much easier to manipulate. And again, they don't know the proper research. 
uh, you know, the proper way to research to really get to the truth of the matter. They're more willing to buy into what fits their agenda as opposed to, you know, observing all positions. And really, that we could, that's a whole nother topic. We could get so deep into that education in this country. Another topic for another time. But Trump is a prime example of that. He said himself, I love the uneducated. There's a reason. They're more likely to buy his bullshit. Because the, the, a large part of his following is still strong. Screaming out, Trump was right. Did you see how short-lived that shit was? It was like, yeah, see, Trump was right. Hillary was fine. He was right about everything. And it's like, then you get into the nitty gritty. If you really get into that whole report, Clinton campaign didn't pay anybody to get into Trump's computer, nothing of the sort. There's a whole thing behind it. Uh, look at, <laughs> I'm not it, like, basically some tech company looking into the, and one of the issues they found was from the Obama administration. So it wasn't even all like Trump. So it, it, yeah, You'd have to check the details. I should have looked more into that. But again, I don't care. Because to me, it's bullshit. Again, like I, I, I said it last week, if she did something wrong, fine. Throw her behind bars. I don't care. I'm not a Hillary fan. But Trumpers, get out of here with your fucking holier-than-thou shit. Even if Hillary had been spying. Oh. They stopped talking about that shit real quick, though. Didn't last very long. They're not talking about it now. Shouldn't that be a bigger deal? Huh? No, it's bullshit. But then, Monday. Ah, yes. The perfect place for the gullible to commence their gullibleness. <laughs> to convene go on with their insanity, right? And that is truth social. Now this was fucking beautiful. So Trump's new um, social media platform, True Social, which if you see screenshots of what it looked like, it's a complete ripoff of Twitter. It is also called Truth. And uh, if you want any more evidence that Trump is continually uh, saying, oh, what would Daddy Putin do? What would Daddy Pooh do? Well, Daddy Pooh, the, the leader of Russia, there, there is a Russian social media, Pravda, which uh, I am led to believe that means truth. So you see, Russia's social media, Pravda, Pravda, it means truth. And so Trump just went with the same shit, truth. Because <laughs> my buddy Putin's doing it, I'm going to do it too. So Truth Social, it launched Monday, and immediately, tons of problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So, okay, this, this is good. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to have a hard time getting through this because this, this shit really made my day. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. I got the email about the workshop, but this shit made my day because 
Oh, are people losing their fucking <laughs> Excuse me, gotta take a pause. Okay, so Truth Social out on Monday. But apparently, there's waiting lists to get on the app. Apparently, there's people that aren't even being allowed to sign up. There's errors. There's glitches. They put on Twitter, would like to have it running, all the bugs fixed by March 1st. <laughs> it costs money. It's not free. It's not free. And you get on Twitter, and <laughs> there are some very, 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 very upset Trumpers. <laughs> some really upset Trumpers on Twitter complaining about their new. There was even some people. Who were like, yeah, I was pre-ordered last. I was on the I signed up and on the waiting list, and I was at fifteen hundred. And then I woke up this morning, and and I was fifty thousand. How did I go from fifteen hundred to fifty thousand on the waiting list? Because <laughs> you're on a Trump social media platform. That's why. He just keeps swindling and manipulating and you guys just keep eating it up. Oh, that was a little too Cosby-ish, sorry. I just, it's insane. Speaking of Cosby, anybody see that fucking, the fucking documentary? I didn't see the whole thing, but I caught a big chunk of it with the wife and holy shit, like a lot of that I knew. Because I'm, I'm a Hannibal Burris fan, so I could, you know, I caught a lot of that shit, but it is crazy hearing some of the women talk. Like, holy fuck. Talk about people in power using their fucking power for some sick shit. Anyway, I digress. These, these people, Trumpers, the believers in him, are so delusional. I, I can only fathom that they just must feel so great to belong to this movement, this cult, because that's essentially what it is. That he'll never be able to do any wrong in their eyes. Because this isn't like, you know, the first scam he's pulled. It's not. He's kind of known for this, and yet, yet his supporters... They just keep eating the shit up. Just keep eating his shit up. It's just all over their teeth, you know, just brown, all stuck in the crevices of the cracks, right? In between, you know, just, you know, shit all up in there because they've just been eating it nonstop for years now. <laughs> Losing their fucking minds <laughs> over this social media platform that Adam can't get into. They were so hyped. They were so excited for this. They were so excited. Uh, true social. True social, baby. Okay. I need, I need a break. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to collect myself and try and, yeah, 
because it's too much. It's too, <laughs> it's too much. I, I should get on and read something. Okay. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back very shortly. Ish, shortly. Shortly. We go from the absurdity of uh, Trump's truth social <laughs> to uh, some news of the absurd. There's a few interesting stories I came across. <clears throat> kind of fun. Kind of fun. Number one, Hank the Tank. So this is a 500-pound black bear. Uh, been named Hank the Tank the big fucker but he has been terrorizing the neighborhood in lake tahoe he's breaking into garages and, and now houses some occupied and uh looking for snacks you know so uh they're trying to figure out this situation potentially going to trap him and uh you know obviously there's some wildlife groups trying to keep him alive other people are probably gonna have to euthanize this big bastard but Euthanize, euthanize. Try and say it correctly there. I, I think someone just needs to befriend him, you know? Get like a nice fire going in their backyard, roast some food, and when he comes along, you'll be like, hey, hmm? befriend this beast. Make him your friend for life. He's a fucking bear. Do you know how handy that could come in? Y'all lucky I'm not in Lake Tahoe. I would make this bear my buddy. He would be my pet bear. And nobody would fuck with me. Because I've got a 500 pound bear. His name is Hank the Tank. The fuck? What are you talking about? You need to. I could just, if I need to, I just, just say he's my emotional support bear. Right? Which leads me to my next story. <laughs> of Ellie, the emotional support pig. This pig, owned by a dude, he's, he's uh, at this pig, you know, had a bond with it, and he was getting ready to move, I believe, from South Carolina to New York, a little village, a village in New York. And uh, so he got it as an emotional support animal. And, uh, yeah, moved to New York, to this village. And then found out that the village, well, they don't want Ellie there. They don't want his pig there. So he's been in a fight, court battles for years now, to try and keep his emotional support pig, Ellie, with him. Why does he just fucking move? I think this is the principle of the whole thing, yeah. I just, if we're doing all this, and I'm not, I'm not judging, go Ellie. I mean, y'all do you, you know? But if we're doing this, I would like an emotional support dragon, I believe, yes. Um, you know, maybe maybe a little smog junior, yeah. 
We can do some Smog Jr., you know, Dragon for the old chatter, right? I mean, I feel better, better already just talking about having a pet dragon. I feel better. So imagine how, how much of an awesome support pet a dragon would be. I mean, goodness gracious. Emotional support pets. And I know dragons don't exist anymore. Anymore. But what if they did? I'd have an emotional support one. I'd bet for sure. For sure. And then last story, last story, guys, and get this. I found this very interesting. Uh, this was going on over Valentine's weekend. And I would say, you, you know, you get into romantic things or maybe you do it for, a, you know, a good friend, family member, but they have the things like you name a star, you know? Um, I feel like there was a name a whale one at some point, but you can name things after people, trees, I think. Uh, there's different ones shit like that but you had the bronx zoo come out with a program this over this past valentine's day and it's a name a roach program name a roach after your loved one yes name a hissing cockroach one of those fuckers yes yes uh disgusting this is the hissing cockroach. Yes, not just a regular cockroach or ro roach, any kind of, but no, a hissing cockroach. They, they will name you one after your, your sweetheart, Allison from West High School in, 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 in South Dakota, whatever. It's absurd. It's absurd. Who all did this? <laughs> who oh, i want to know the loved one's reaction when finding out they were named after a roach i, I need some videos because you would have had to record hey baby guess what i got you for v day you know the bronx zoo we love going to the bronx zoo you know that it will be that was our first day remember baby that was our first day the bronx zoo and uh you know, you spilled your, that drink on your dress at the hissing cockroaches place. Yeah. So, so because of that, I, I got the name of Roach program. I named a hissing cockroach after you. Yeah. Sounds romantic. Sounds wonderful. Wonderfully absurd. And speaking of more absurdity, <clears throat> I was listening to, and you know, I'm big into the UFO stuff. That's where, you know, this is another aspect where I understand questioning things. I understand getting into conspiracy theories, things like that. But for fuck's sake, some people just take it way too far. I said it once, I'll say it again. The whole QAnon, the whole thing with Hillary running this pedophile ring out of the basement of a pizza parlor. I thought it was bullshit right off the bat just because 20 plus years in the restaurant, never worked in a restaurant that had a basement. Never. And I worked in restaurants in big cities, small cities, different states, never been in a basement of a restaurant. 
So I, don't know, I call bullshit right there. Just, just on that fact alone. Just on that fact alone. But I'm, I'm open-minded. I'm down to question shit. And one of the most mysterious and mind-bending things to me is, is UFO and the paranormal, any paranormal in general. Um, but I can't, I was listening to my podcast, UFO, podcast, UFO. It's a good podcast. Martin Willis is uh, the host. He's pretty good. But I was checking out um, this past week's episode, or maybe, yeah, it was this, two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago. I didn't get to listening to it till this week. But it was discussing a lesser-known incident. They call it the uh, Mojave incident, and it's something I had not heard of. And um, on the podcast, Martin was interviewing a guy named Ron Felber, who is the author of a book on this case. He spoke directly to um, the couple that was involved in this married couple, uh, Steve and Don Hess. Okay. Now, I'm going to kind of give a brief rundown. If you want to check out more about um, this, really the best thing you can do is go to, you know, where you get your podcast, check out Podcast UFO and get the Ron Felber Mojave Incident podcast, the episode. Get that one and listen to it. Because I've tried to do some research into this and you can't find much. There's the interview with this dude. He's got a book coming out. But like um, the TV show Paranormal Witness did an episode on this case, but they left out quite a bit of detail so you can go check that out to get a basic understanding um you know like i found it easily on demand <clears throat> on my, um through my cable shit but if you find a way to check it out check out paranormal witness season five episode 12 i believe on this mojave incident but this married couple they're gonna go on a trip Grandparents coming to watch the kids. They're going to get out of town. Um, the husband really wants to go to the Mojave Desert. And if I'm getting this right, it's to take out a buck that he had missed the first time, something like that. He wanted to do some hunting. His wife wanted to have a nice uh, night of drinking and dancing and just cutting loose. So they did that. They went to a place, drinks, dancing. Then they go to uh, the campsite that Steve's familiar with, and uh, they were going to stay there, but it's full. They got no room for anybody more, which Steve thought was very weird. It's never like that. And then Don was thinking, oh, shit, this means we have to go deeper into the desert, you know, more away from people. Uh, it's a little nerve-wracking. You know, crazy shit happens in the desert. You know, according to some, bodies be buried in the desert. Lots of bodies. Mafia, motorcycle gangs, drug deals, gone bad, all sorts of crazy shit happens in the desert. But Steve's like, come on, we're going to have a good time. They go, they find a nice spot get a campfire going, they eat nice dinner. Things are going good, right? They start seeing some shit in the sky. Then they see this 
orb. And then it turns into nine orbs, and these nine orbs make an M in the sky. And then start splitting into more orbs and more orbs, and then almost like parachuting from these orbs are these little like malevolent elf-like creatures. They call them like gremlins, like gremlins, bright red eyes falling, like parachuting down to the ground. And there's a whole situation. Steve runs to get his gun. Dawn's like hearing voices in her heads, leave the gun alone. And uh, they end up going in the camper because these gremlin things are running at the camper. So they're dealing with this. Um, and then these two like stump things pop up to kind of form an electric thing so that they can't get out of the trailer. Steve tries a couple times, gets knocked back. Uh, then these nine other beings, there's a big UFO above them. These nine beings get beamed down and they feel like they're being studied, like they're scientists that are studying them. And then, you know, they're kind of really on the brink of just completely freaking the fuck out. And this mist fills the camper that calms them and soothes them. And then they see another being come down and they speak of it as like heavenly, as like an angel. And it's trying to reinsure them, to tell them it's going to be okay, that it won't be much longer. And uh, they're dealing with all this. Eventually, they black out. They wake up. Everything's in disarray. But, the, you know, at the camper, they're, they're fine. And uh, they end up leaving. And, you know, obviously, they're very disturbed. But they get back, they're worried about the kids, everything's fine. Until it's not. They start having nightmares. They believe they're having visitations. And <clears throat> so through a series of different people contacting one another and things like that, they get to this Ron Felber guy who's an author. And um, he's not just an author, he's a former cop. So when he does these, so when he is investigating something for a book, and this is really the big first paranormal thing he got into, right? So when he approached this, he wanted to get to the bottom of, you know, the truth as best he could. So he wants to know how, you know, how trustworthy are these people? You know, how authentic are they? So they see, you know, prominent psychiatrists, therapists. Um, they do some hypno-regression therapy. And in the hypno-regression, things come to them that they had not remembered. The, the period of time they were blacked out when they came to in their camper, they had actually been abducted taken aboard the UFO. Not only that, but when they saw these therapists, these psychiatrists, they were saying they displayed um, characteristics of post-traumatic stress disorder. They had no reason to disbelieve what they were saying. Like basically, this hypno-regression, these th therapists and psychiatrists that they were seeing, all these people are doing nothing but lending credibility 
to Stephen Don Hess. And as wild as the story sounds, I mean, you got to look at that aspect of it. Not to mention, there isn't a lot of information. Again, there's not a lot of stuff out there about this. And uh, Ron, the author, said, you know, this show did an hour-long episode on him, and I think he said one other one did, and that uh, they did one radio interview, um, and then they did the book with him, but after that, they kind of put it behind him and let it go, and I think he said they, they became Mormons, and they went to Utah, or something. I could be totally wrong, <laughs> but yeah, they totally just kind of, yeah, I could see how something like that would kind of shake your world, you know, but it is, it's, it's an insane story. Absurd. Ridiculous. It's completely wild, but it's, that's kind of why it's a little more believable. You know, it's not something, you know, the same old thing. Well, I saw this and it was like this and oh, like most other cases. No, this was a different kind of story. And, um, you know, if you think it sounds too absurd to be true, I would suggest really looking into Skinwalker Ranch. And it's not the only place in the world like that, but it, the Skinwalker Ranch just seems to be a hub of this, this paranormal UFO activity. And, you know, it does make you wonder if there's any connection to it. And it, you get into the talk of portals and multiple dimensions because that is something that could be happening where UFOs, creatures, all sorts of things could be traveling through portals. There's, there's the idea that's how, maybe that's how Bigfoot gets around, you know? And so you kind of look into stuff that happens at Skinwalker Ranch and if you believe any of that or feel like any of it could be true, then this particular story isn't all that much of a jump. You know, if you, if you believe some of the craziness of the Skinwalker Ranch stories, if you believe any, because I do. And partly, again, if you give me credibility, no matter how crazy it sounds, I'm more likely to believe it. And you had interviewed scientists, like very intelligent people high in, in the in education community that were like, hey, I saw a fucking creature crawl out of the portal. Like, what the fuck? How do you not believe that, dude? Oh, th this guy? Yeah, this guy is going to make that shit up. Hard to believe. Incredibility, you know. And that's why this story, not only is it fucking amazing, extraordinary, but through the therapy and all of that, and 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 this and Mr. Ron Herbert, his essentially his detective work, through all of that, it lends credibility to the story. And uh, it, it, it's kind of a mind bender, but it, it's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. It does make you wonder. And, that's, and I'm sure there's stuff I was missing. Again, go check out the episode. 
a paranormal witness that talks about this, but I'm, I would highly suggest, I'm, I'm going to check out the book eventually, but say it's, it's not on audiobook yet. <laughs> and, and, you know, I don't, I don't have the time to read like I used to, but I do a lot of audio booking at work. So that would have been a perfect one to get into at work. Does not appear it's available on audiobook yet, but I am going to check this motherfucker out because, uh, mm, 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 mm. it is a very unique and interesting story. I love it. I love it. So, yeah. Let's end this tea party. Let's get the hell out of here. Oh, oh, before we do, by the way, by the way, I do realize, I do realize that, uh, I haven't been putting videos up to go along with on YouTube, the videos that go along with the audio, you know, some people like to do the podcast some people like to, you know, watch the shit on YouTube. So I've been slacking, but I am going to get the, uh, double tap pod pods from last week. Those, those videos are going to go up. Well, they'll be up with this. Yeah, yeah. It's all going up. It's all going up. Those, the videos of that, uh, the video of this one, it'll all be up on YouTube on Tuesday. Okay, I'm done. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that was. I'm tired. A little delirious. A little high. So then maybe I'm starting to get a little hungry as well. Might have to put some food in my belly after this. Anyway, yeah, Delirious is right. <laughs> but yes, so if you want to, you can go check out the vids. And yeah, we'll go from there. I'll try, try and keep up on that from here on out. The slacker, now that we've talked about my slacking, because I have, have slacked in ways recently. That's okay, that's okay. We'll, we plow through <laughs> and hopefully I'm forgiven. But now that we have accounted for uh, this week's slacking, the check, the chatter slacking, the slacking of the chatter, let's go ahead and end the tea party and get the fuck out of here. That's right. That's right. Well, Nightcaps, thank you for joining. Hope you enjoyed.